Hello. This podcast is brought to you by the good folks at Weeaboo's Fine Liquors. While there's a chill in the air outside, warm the cockles of your icy heart by staring into the clear eyes of a glass bottle shaped version of your favorite anime lady, gentleman, or envy as you slowly wash down the invigorating flavor of your adult beverage of choice. 2017's stellar lineup includes My Hero Vodka Demia, Genentama, Sakeura Quest, Made in Absinthe, and celebrate your favorite online fantasy world by picking up some Fruit de Beer. Hmm. This is a collection that's sure to keep your mind and body toasty throughout the holidays. Weeaboos, giving you the taste you love and the craftsmanship you crave. Merry Christmas from Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, joyous Kwanzaa, and happy mega Christmas to everyone out there. It's a joyous time, a wonderful season, and we at Watery Desho wanted to uh, briefly pop into your podcast feed and wish you well uh indeed i'm the subtle doctor and my partner here is the effervescent the effervescent ever festive um button mash king shadon i'm effervescent I, i mean i know my my bald head is quite shiny under light but wow i've never been described like that before luminous I'm not. A, I'm not a gem person, Doc. I, I'm not the sensei from Land of the Lustrous. I have a better beard than him, but I'm also not like eight feet tall. A show that I need to watch before I attempt yes. to compile my uh, year-end list. <laughs> yes, you must. I'm, you must. I must. Well, uh, the Don, as I sometimes like to call you. Uh, do you have some thoughts on 2017 you'd like to share with the group here? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I think it wouldn't be an understatement for a lot of people to think that 2017 has been a rough ride. Like, even if things have not affected you personally, that it's been very hard to ignore some of the incredibly stupid crap that's been going on in the wider world. Um, Speaking for myself, like, compared to 2016, like, I wanted 2017 to be a better year for me. I wanted it to be a stronger year, um, a year in which I achieved certain goals. Um, That didn't quite come to pass, um, unfortunately. There are things I've not done yet that I wish I had, such as finishing my novel. Um... And just various things have got in the way. Uh, most recently, uh, I've had a bit of a dark moment in my life mm. um, that's uh, caused a lot of problems. But, but, I think that it's human nature to focus on the negative and to think, like, you know, oh, everything's rubbish all the time. You know, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, everything's crap. That's not true. I think that 
I, I, and I totally get that some people think that that's the case and that they probably might have very legitimate reasons to feel as badly as they do about how things are going in their lives. But there's always bright spots, even small moments day by day that you might not think about necessarily, but things might make you smile briefly. So I think that for me, like looking back on 2017, there's a lot I did that I am actually very proud of. And things like, for example... I completed the uh, Fujiko Mine cast. That was seven hours worth of raw audio edited together. It was an absolute nightmare. There were technical difficulties with it. Um, But I'm very proud of how that came out in the end. That that crushed it. Uh, That uh, has done really, really... uh, Start again. Yeah, that crushed it. That has done really, really well for us. Yeah, that was... uh, It was quite a lot of work, but I'm proud of how it came out. And other events as well um co taku this year like i think to myself when i look back to co taku and i think to myself what an affirming event that was to go to a different country by yourself and meet people through a common interest that you've not otherwise met before or, or well you you might have known online very briefly um and just be welcomed by them like I have to be fair, like, I have to be a little more fair to myself than usually. I'm not an unlikable guy. I can get along well with pretty much anyone in, you know, a social environment. I'm fairly easygoing. But it's just it's just so heartwarming, you know, that I went there and then the next thing you know, I'm just chilling in a pool pass with everyone, with people I've never met before. And they're all handling me handing me free alcohol and stuff. And it's, uh, no, before anyone starts making the jokes, no, there was not a roofy collader amongst <coughs> any of those drinks. It was all pre-canned bud, bud lights, or natty lights, as they were called. <laughs> um, so, yeah, w- that was a great event. I mean, I have to give, like, special shouts to Ryudo. Um, he probably is not listening because anime podcasts are not his thing, but that's fine. Not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, he was the gentleman I co-commentated with. Um, he was such a swell dude. Mm. Uh, got along with him like a house on fire. And generally speaking, like, being able to commentate a US anime major like that for Guilty Gear was quite a privilege. I was very happy to do that. Um, other things I've done, I've qualified as a first aid this year, so heaven forbid, <laughs> if anyone does need help in the streets, I will be your man. Um, Stand by. I also... <laughs> <laughs> and did you, like, rip off your jacket to expose, like, a paramedic uniform underneath? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to get the Velcro installed so I can yes. do that without permanently damaging it. <laughs> um, I also qualified in a problem-solving course, uh, which is quite well. Uh, six uh, Lean Six Sigma, it's called. The Yellow oh, Belt right. Track. Yes, I remember yeah, that. So, so, so I qualified in that, so quite pleased about that as well. Um, I... Sorry, again, I recently found out um, through my work that I will be receiving a quite significant pay rise in the new year, which is going to dramatically change things to the better. Much deserved, and, in my opinion. Yeah. And I've made some life choices recently, some tough ones in which I've decided, you know what, some people need to go get out of my life and some things need to change in response to some rather crappy stuff I had to deal with. And the truth of the matter is, is that, yeah, there have been rubbish moments throughout this year as well. But that's the that's the whole thing about human life, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, there are bad times and there are good times. And I think that much like 2017 in general, I'm going to look back on this year and think to myself, OK, yeah, some of this was really fucking stupid. But a lot of it was really good as well. And the goals I had in mind are still achievable. I can still do them. And... I'm looking forward to going into 2018 with optimism and with relish to try and do new things and get the goals I had in mind done and also to contribute more to this podcast and get some more content out and to take more time and get involved again in the editing process. So I think if I had anything I wanted to say to our listeners is that if you are, you know, thinking yourself, wow, this year sucks, I would probably say, yeah, it probably has sucks, but don't forget about the good things that have happened and the good things that will happen. Like, I literally have U-turned within two weeks from feeling like, what a shite, to finding out I'm going to have more money than before as of next year. And the support of so many people I did not expect to would come out and say, like, we got you back. And I'm like, you know, you can come back from a crappy moment like that. You can go back from even smaller crappier moments like that. It can be done. So um, for me... To everyone who's listening to this podcast, who has been listening to this, I have to say, 
Thank you all very much for taking the time to listen to it. Um, thank you very much for all your feedback. And I hope that if you yourself are having any sort of struggle, minor or major, that you at least take heart that you can, if you're willing to do something about it, make things better for yourself. And on top of that, to take mind of the good things in your life, because there's good things in every person's life. Even just little things. You walk down the street, you see some, you see like a fucking dog there somewhere, and the dog's like a goofy little piece of shit. Like, <laughs> no, that's nice. Just small, small little things that texture each day. They're always worth looking at and always worth appreciating. So I would say, you know, stay hard. Stay, sorry, stay strong. Come out swinging in 2018 and make the best of it. Make the best of the cards you've got in your hand. You, I, listen, this is an international audience. You can say stay hard. It's okay. We know what you mean. Oh, no, no, no. You, I gave that to you as um, I gave that to you as soundboard material from the time. <laughs> it's like, um, so uh, Liverpool has a song uh, that says, Steve Gerard, Gerard, he's big and he's fucking hard. And I'm, like, I'm like, that wouldn't play well in America. <laughs> But I know what you mean, nope. Lance. <laughs> <laughs> but just reaffirming to everyone that I am indeed British. Right. Correct. <laughs> um, well, that was very lovely. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Like, um, man, I'm not sure how to, to if I can follow that up or add to that, but I'll I'll try to just say that 2017, you know, like you said, it was a pretty grim year in terms of the world stage and the politics and social issues that um, I feel like they're more like ever present than any time that I can remember. Um, in my own country, there's a lot of tension, a lot of uh, strife. Um, and it is. Hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? It can be hard to escape. But, as you so rightly said, um, life is a mix of good things and bad things. And in my own personal day-to-day interactions and my the relationships that I have um, that are outside of these more global issues, uh, I was able to find a lot of joy this year. Um I did, you know, have some personal, uh, tragedy's not the right word, but some some bad situations, you know, as you can probably mark out any 12-month stretch of time in an adult person's life, and there will be one or two bad moments. And there were some mm. things that happened family-wise that weren't great with my extended family, I should say. Um, but my own... Uh, you know, my own family, my, my partner and, and children, like we're closer than ever. I'm watching them grow every day into these amazing people, my children. <laughs> this sounds sort of insulting to say about your wife. <laughs> I don't want them watching my wife grow every day. No, she's already amazing <laughs> and incredible and is more than I could ever ask for from any person to put up with all my, uh, shenanigans and tomfoolery and ridiculousness um but uh in that regard i'm very blessed and yeah um i i think i I, like you i didn't keep my new year's resolutions um they were media based i wanted to aim low and i still couldn't achieve those low bars (laughs) i i said i think that i would play all the Final Fantasies I haven't played to completion, didn't finish a single one, um, and said that I would finish Monogatari I hadn't watched. Haven't watched a single second of Monogatari this year that I hadn't already seen. And at some point during the year, I think I just wanted to see that through all the way to completion to piss off listener Cthelis, C.T. Hellas on Twitter, <laughs> who asked me about it on a near daily basis <laughs> if I've watched more I, Monogatari. I, oh my god. CT is like he's like some sort of like evil jester spirit. He's a poltergeist on my Twitter feed. Like (laughs) he he literally he that that fucking bastard. Like Joseph said to me, "Oh, I I 
I list. I was. I said I was going to watch Rin, Daughters of M- th- th- whatever, because your cat, your like joke review was entertaining. But I was only joking, and I'm like, you don't joke about that. <laughs> you don't. You don't joke about watching a show. You like don't Rin invoke the name a- of Rin lightly. <laughs> you you don't don't test me, right? Don't d- don't sp- don't stoke the fire in my eyes. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Um, I know that I am very proud of what we've done as a podcast this year. We've gotten only uh, a couple of canonically numbered episodes out. Fujiko Mine, as you said, was a a gigantic effort to get out there, and, and we put that out early in the year. And part one of Gunbuster is out, and I know you're still finalizing and you know twiddling away uh, on the. Uh, finishing touches of part two hopefully that will Mm -hmm. be out quite soon but um but apart from that like as far as like bonus episodes and uh mystery bando theaters and um we did our episode on valhalla uh in the spring and uh we capped the year off really strong with stream of thought which i think has grabbed us some some new uh listeners uh, at least over on youtube uh, and for that, I'm really appreciative, and uh, I think I've um, become a better editor of the pod um, this year. I'm, for sure. I'm slowly for sure. improving, and uh, like I said, really happy with Waru Desho. It's I think the spot in my internet life this year that was that I think is always good. It's always fun with this show and everything around it. It's fans you know the wonderful co-hosts and the guests we have on like it's all just fun like there were a lot of other things on in my internet life on on twitter and uh discord and other websites and places that were not always super fun um and were sometimes kind of stressful (laughs) but uh at the end of the day you know still have love for all those things but I can say that Waroi Desho, while being a challenge, always remained a joyful thing. And I want to keep it that way. And uh, like you said, I'm very, very grateful as well to all the listeners, uh, each and every one, whether or not you have been with us since the beginning, uh, since episode zero, or uh, you've just come on board for Stream of Thought um, and you're a new subscriber. Uh, whether or not you've taken the tainted Twitter polls that Borgalia poisons or, you know, uh, sent us in long uh, meandering emails about the shows you're watching uh, or you just listen uh, quietly and uh, don't want to um, don't want to take part in the interaction stuff, uh, no matter what kind of listener you are, you know, if you are a listener we're so grateful for your uh, time and your attention and your subscription and listenership. You guys are incredible, and uh, thank you so much. Indeed, absolutely, hundred percent. Mm. Now, uh, we are still planning <laughs> this. So, to be upfront, this podcast is sort of a plan B of sorts, a supplementary. Or, or a substitute pod, um, we were going to have a collaborative pod with the Third Seat by the Window folks um, released by Christmas, but life got in the way, Shadon, and we're not going to be able to complete that by Christmas. So we'll have a more extended pod where we talk about, um, where some of us maybe talk about our favorite media and whatnot, uh, that happened, or that happened. Media doesn't happen. That came out. That's the wrong one. That came out this year. <laughs> um, but did you? Uh, but did you have any media or anything that you wanted to to highlight uh, before we start talking about the future? Yes, actually, I do. So, uh, two specific things. Um, these are things, by the way, that are not going to be that would not have been on the other cast okay. that we were going to do, but I think is worth bringing up anyway. So, are they of the years? Are they, um, of, are they near and dear to your heart? 
near God damn it. and dear. <laughs> oh, you're nearly there. Personally, uh, I think I know what uh, you're going uh, to be talking about. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, but I'm actually going to throw you. I'm actually going to throw you a curveball oh. and talk about an- anime of the year. Okay, first. okay. So, <clears throat> so I wish you'd hurry up and get started. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. So I think that all told, like I again am not watching like reams and reams of anime. I'm not digesting everything I can get my hands on. I'm very I cherry pick really hard, mm. and I think that's fine. Like I don't have enough hours in the day to watch everything, and the, and as much as I like a good shit watch, I can't shit watch constantly. It would just drain <laughs> me. It would. It would leave me a, as an empty husk yeah, of a man. Yeah. So I haven't as watched as much anime as I should this year, and certainly there are some shows that I am aware of that I absolutely should have seen but have not. Same. Uh, Rakugo Shinjo is one of them, both seasons. I know I've been told many times that I would love that show and I should absolutely get onto it, and I haven't. Uh, My Hero Academia, Little Witch Academia, I've missed both of those <laughs> as, as a ton. All the knowledge, all I the know. academies are. Yeah, by. I'm a bit. Sc- a bit school averse version, you know. <laughs> I've done my time with education. Um, so I have to say, though, like in speaking here, like from my very limited perspective, I think anime has gotten better this year, although mostly mm. in the tail end, shall we say. Like they've saved, they've saved the best for last mm. uh, for the most part. And I think that for me, like as a, as a fan of narrative, as a fan of strong scripts, um, what we're getting right now is great. And I want to see that continue. And even with things that have failed or had limited success or or just didn't quite fulfill their ambition or their promise, the fact that they even came so far as to suggest that is something at least. Like, And hopefully, you know, people take notice. Like, you know, when you're creating your own show, you think to yourself okay, I know what these shows all did and what made them good and what made them bad so I can learn from this. I can learn from this and make something great. So, uh, with all that long preamble out of the way, though, um, I do currently have an anime of the year with a gigantic asterisk on it, uh, being that this could very well change. There's one show that I have not seen in full yet that could very well dethrone my current anime of the year, and that show is The Ancient Mages' Bride. I, as you, uh, as as our listeners may or may not be aware, particularly if you follow me on Twitter, I've had a rough time lately. So with how raw that show is in terms of its content, it's something that I think for the sake of also just critique as well, just the sake of my own sanity, I probably should not be watching quite yet. Give me another week or so and I'll probably get back into it uh, once I've got some festive cheer in me. But that being said, what I have seen of the show, I think has been absolutely brilliant. I admire its balls for tackling such subject matter like the opening episode is literally of a girl selling herself into slavery for reasons that to her I totally understand even though I absolutely disagree with but I totally get how she came to that conclusion and that's a staggering opening it is on paper you you would think holy shit this is gonna be but they pull it off yeah, and the thing is, like, despite that awful, awful pre- like opening bit where I was just like, "This is just no, absolutely <laughs> not, not no, do not want." It is a very life affirming show. Yeah, it. I mean, I, this is not even spoilers, but there's there's very much a very good reason why Chise appears in the opening as a phoenix. I mean, you, the phoenix is one of the most common, you know, pop culture myths that everyone knows about. So, you know, you can easily interpret what that means and what it means for her. And I think that's certainly true. On top of that, it's just very inventive. It looks fantastic. Um, Every episode's got something to do to offer. It's got some very wonky editing at points, though, which I found a bit odd. Hmm. Um, Chise also has a very horrible habit, at least of the episodes I've seen, of getting kidnapped. Like, that seems to be her thing. I I don't know. I I didn't realise it was... a a superpower to be, you know, constantly, you know, stolen away at the end of each episode. But yeah, she is. It uh, is. She's in high demand from uh, beings of the magical world. 
I think she's just like um, easy target. Poor, poor girl. Like you know, she's already had gone through enough crap as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the show is. If you've ever played Persona Three, um, the show is a lot like that in terms of its tone and its ideas. In that it's very much about death, and I'm not talking just about the death of a living being, but like the death of you know ideas of like you know memory, personality, you know things ceasing to be. But then how things can come from death and how things can be reborn. Again, the phoenix. So I'm very eager, once I'm in a better, slightly better state of mind, to go all in on that show and see what it's got for me. And if it continues as well as it has been, it will pretty much easily settle in the top spot. I think that it's a very brave show. I think it's very well animated. And I adore the setting of it. I adore the rawness of it. I think it's that's got a good significant word. Brass bar. Raw is the word. Yeah, yeah, it's very raw. And but the funny thing is, is that the actual anime of the year I do have at the moment is also very raw, and Ooh. that is Scum's Wish. Because, good God, like I've never seen a show so brazenly introduce a cast of characters who are all on paper terrible, awful human beings. <laughs> They're all shit. <laughs> but, but the show asserts that it's not because they're inherently evil people but because they're incomplete people who are trying through completely like the wrong way of going about it yes. um to become more complete and that usually means filling holes in their lives with the other people similarly damaged folks you know like it's a it's a very messy show in terms of its emotions and its characters and its relationships like You've literally got a teacher uh, fucking another teacher to piss off one of her students, which is just wretched. And you've got wretched indeed. A, a, you've got a lesbian relationship between the two two of the students, which is on the shakiest foundation imaginable. Like no one's in this for the right reasons. But what I adore about Scum's Wish is that it's not because the characters are. Uh, heinous or evil, with maybe exception of the music teacher, but even she softens her tone by the end. But it's because they need a narrative, they need a guidance, they need something to make themselves feel whole, and they realise as they go along through, going through this crucible of sorts, this baptism of fire, they realise how they can become better people, all of them. How they don't need to rely on each other for that kind of, you know, to be shored up as people it has arguably one of the best reconciliation scenes i've ever seen between hanabi and her teacher i loved how when she reveals her feelings towards him he doesn't do anything he just holds her mm-hmm. doesn't judge her mm-hmm. doesn't shout at her he doesn't he, he does nothing to like console her like or to like be he doesn't start taking advantage he doesn't she just lets her get it all out there's no dialogue and it's great. Mm. I loved the animation as well. Like the use of what almost seems like manga inserts. Yeah. It reminded me bizarrely of Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I know that's a strange comparison. But it's, no, no, no. I, I get but... that. Um, it just was way better than that. <laughs> oh, for, well, for a variety of reasons. Uh, although I, I would admittedly find it very funny if Mocha started smashing up things. But different man. Um and also, I love the like the use of pastel colors and certain still images in it. The opening tune, uh, the opening theme for this show is an absolute banger. If you've got deep sounding drums, like you've got me. Um, I can't really think of anything that's wrong with it so much as I think they might have wanted to sand off the edges a little bit off the musical teacher lady, so she himself is you know in the same category as the others in that she's not an evil bitch basically. She's very spiteful. But, Yes. Um, but all told, um, it's an f- x-ray into how messy and terrible humans can be. But it also is a very strong lesson about the reasons why we can use that as a springboard to be better people. And that, you know, people aren't born good. People aren't necessarily born as virtuous flower children. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be a shithead or have to be in the wrong to learn how to grow from there. So... Yeah, uh, not quite a 10 out of 10, but 9 out of 10, absolutely, for me. Uh, best thing I've seen this year. Others have come close. L- Land of the Lustrous 
Almost. Hmm. Almost. But it lacks, for me, an overarching sense of escalating tension. Like, it's a collection of different events, and what happens to Foss in that show is very is awful and tragic, and it keeps me gripped, because I just want to make sure she's okay, and right. she, that she's still her. But it's not in the service of, like, anything major being discovered. Like, the most recent episodes have had questions that maybe the sensei hasn't had their best interests at heart, but it's never been... That's just happened now, as opposed to being gradually built up to. Mm-hmm. So... It's a collection of events that happen, and I get that it's a manga that's in two, you know, so it's going to need another season, but generally speaking, like, you know, the usual arc of rising tension and drop, and rising tension and drop, and rising tension and drop, and so forth, this just felt to me like is a variety of things. They're all great things, and not, not a part of it is bad, but they're not in the service of an overall greater point. So that's why it doesn't quite beat it, but still a great show. Did, right, did you see... So did you see your name this year? Yes, I did. Well, does that uh, uh, beat out either one of those or or not for you? It's all around excellent. Um, it's A in everything. Like it's, an a, it's an A rank in everything. If you want to use the Japanese ranking system, you know, the usual gaming <laughs> shit. Uh, but it's not an... I mean, with the exception of some of the animation bits, it's not an S in everything. Right. I think it's a, I think it's a damn fine film. I think I enjoyed it immensely. And it was funny, it was heartwarming, it was tragic. But also, like, it's it's just damn good. That's all I really have to say yeah. on it. Yeah, I know for me personally, like, um, as far as things that really worm their way into my heart and resonate deeply with me over time and that I remember, those things tend to be TV shows more than movies when it comes to anime, for whatever reason. Hmm, for sure. So... Okay then. Um, well, I will. I'll just game of the Can year. I briefly? Oh, let on. me briefly. Um, while we're still talking about anime, um, I will talk about one uh, because it relates to. <clears throat> excuse me. Because it just relates to some something I've been getting into more this year, um, and this one may end up being on the list that we talk about when on um on our podcast with third seat people but i just want to mention fate apocrypha Ah. because uh i really really like that show a lot it is it's just so consistently fun in the giant dumb like epic sort of way to use to use it in the sort of colloquial sense rather than the classical sense, the epic way that like you know fate can be with a grand spectacle and larger than life characters and superpowers and um and it has a little bit of heart too um you know Astolfo specifically who my heart belongs to now um. He's a glorious, wonderful child who I want to hold and keep safe. And he brings so much <laughs> levity to the show, uh, at least to the point that I'm at so far. It's by no means a perfect show. You know, most stuff involving Jack the Ripper is shit in that show. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and sometimes it gets a little thinky. And I, I like that by and large, but I can see how that can like turn people off. Um, the sort of like chuny ponderings or whatever. But like, um, I wanted to call it out because it's sort of. <laughs> I started watching it um, kind of on a whim after hearing Zach and Jake talk about it on the Anime News Network podcast. And that got me to re-pick up the visual novel, which I finished, um, or I finished one route of it, which is the length of a lot of entire visual novels. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've kind of uh, gotten really into Fate this year, and Apocrypha has been a big part of that. Uh, and it was a, it's been a really fun thing for me to um, to either indulge in giant chunks, like I. The first half is on Netflix, and I pretty much devour, devour that in a couple days. And 
I've been seeking out the rest through other means here and there, um, bit by bit, uh, as it comes out. Uh, it's, I think it's almost finished though. It's still currently airing, but, um, if you have like even a sort of, uh, small inclination to, uh, to watch or get into fate. And if you kind of know a teensy bit about what it is, you, it's not one of those things you can just jump into without knowing a little bit about the mechanics of the Grail War and what servants are and stuff. But if you have that, like, bit of knowledge, like, I think it's, even if you're not a super fan, you can get into it. Hmm. Fate will always, you know, for me, like, with what I've seen of it, it's always been good, and I will at some point see. I mean, this is another one of the shows I haven't seen yet, because I unfortunately have not cloned myself yet, so I can't <laughs> have, like, you know, Shad 2 and Shad 3, like, doing one show and Shad 4 is, like, doing the dishes, Shad 5 is cleaning the toilet, you know, the usual. Um, so it's on my, definitely on my to-do list. The... Kato hasn't come, and we haven't gotten the second device yet, <laughs> where you, you don't oh. need to sleep. You can just watch that is, the, the, that is that is the wrong answer, Doc. Yeah, got you boom. there. Um, boom. So, game of the year. Now, there's only really two games. Well, I've played more, but like, there's only really two games this year that I played in full that are contenders, and you already know what they are. Even if you've literally skipped this point and missed out, Doc's gigantic amount of foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, they are, of course, Persona 5 and Nier Automata. And having thought on this, I'm going to conclude that my game of the year 2017 is Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. Not P5. Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain why. So, the thing about P5 for me is that while I enjoyed it a lot, and I should stress that both these games have their flaws, and I enjoy them both immensely, the thing that separates Nier from Persona 5 for me is that it completely came out of nowhere and took me completely by surprise. Like, P5 is quote-unquote safe. If you've played a Persona game before, it's very as much the same as it was previously. It doesn't push much envelopes out there, sometimes to its detriment, particularly with LBGTQ oh, plus represent- representation, which you'd think they would have, you know, taken the time to play next. I mean... I think this needs to be stressed. Persona gets a harder time for this and other material because it is a series that is ostensibly about improving and bettering yourself. And for people who are, you know, LBGTQ, that's a big part of, like, you know, their life. Like, you know, coming to terms with the fact that they want to be that way and then, you know, dealing with the consequences of that, like, you know, from people maybe misjudging them, you know, Dare I say, one of the biggest things any of them would have to deal with, um, and admittedly, I'm, I must stress, I am speaking as a straight cis white man here, so maybe I'm talking completely out of my ass, and if I am, then feel free to ignore or call me on this pro. But I think that it's fair to say that if you ever, you know, were going through that as a kid and you were coming to terms with your sexuality, coming out to your parents in particular is a huge step. And the fact that P5, like, you know, treats gays as well, sex predators, to be quite honest. That's the truth of it, because that's the only two gay characters. Oh, segments are so bad. Yeah. But that's not the reason... Like, I still think the game is very good yes, overall. Those, I think that's... Like, those are very unfortunate, and yeah. it's unfortunate that you can't, you know, have romances with uh, people of your same sex, or you can't play as a female protagonist. Like, those, those are things that, like, I wish... I, I wish they would have done... Um, you know, you say that it gets a harder time. Like, it made a rod for its own back um, in that regard because it stepped so close to the line with Kanji, and you think, and you just thought, well, they're gonna they're gonna take this next step, and they didn't. Uh, yeah. They really, really put put it out there and, and got close to it, and made yeah. something that was almost really fantastic. With the, I mean, it was really good, but it could have even been that little bit extra better but still touched a lot of people and was very poignant. And, you know, almost 10 years yeah. later, here comes the, the next game. And you think, well, um, it's been a decade. Hopefully the, there's, you know, a more progressive story. And um, 
you know. Uh, they didn't quite succeed uh, <laughs> on that front. But that aside, uh, I like you, I think it is a fantastic video game. Um, a very, very, as you say, like it's a Persona game. It's a very, very good one of those. Yeah. I, I mean, to, for them to still be consistently cranking out characters that people like, like, I don't think there's a single member of the Phantom Fuse team I've seen people like genuinely dislike, with maybe the possible exception of Yusuke, but Pete, they don't know what they're talking about. Yusuke's fine. He is. Um, no, the worst guy is the guy that runs the fan site. He's a, a creeper. <laughs> he's the worst. He, he's, a scum's wish he's a scum's wish character, but his deviancy is not sexual. That's pretty much it. Because he's like, he needs like someone to like, you know, validate him. But anyway, um, but the thing about Persona 5 is that apart from all of its stylistic changes, <clears throat> apart from the new setting, new characters, new context, new mechanics, sort of, kind of, yep. it is still very much more of the same as what we've had before. And I'm totally okay with that. Like, I love me some fucking chocolate ice cream. I love me some fucking beer. I love me, you know, all those little creature comforts in life. The things that, you know, everyone has a favorite thing. Everyone has a favorite food, favorite drink that they'll always come back to. So, I'm okay with that. But, Nier Automata, like, I have never played a Nier game before. I knew of Yoko Taro only by reputation as being a bit of an eccentric video game, you know, designer. And I'm thinking, oh great, have we got another Hideo Kojima on our hands here? <laughs> and I picked up Nier Automata and thought to myself, okay, why not? Let's see what this has for us. And it completely blew me away. It's not perfect. In fact, it's a complete hodgepodge mess of ideas. Some of which are very blatant on the nose, like when you've got 2B and 9S, like, wandering through a shopping mall, like, this is where humans dressed up. And I'm like, oh god, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, but I gave a shit about the characters. I felt awful for the shit they went through. There were so many little touches to the game that I really, really enjoyed. The soundtrack is phenomenal, absolutely fantastic from start to finish. It's enjoyable to play. It mainly does wear a little thin as time goes on, but that's only because of the length of the game. It takes some very interesting, crazy decisions with how endings play out and certain meta themes come out. Its overall theme is that, you know, you've got to be careful what you leave behind for your children and to make sure that they're, you know, well-equipped for the world as much as possible and what legacies involve and like how people might interpret that. Uh, some of the visuals like such as the opera boss, uh, Simone and the Kaiju boss are fucking nuts. It's also somehow simultaneously an RPG, a bullet hell and a platinum games game. And also some sort of like nonsense hacking mini game. And I, I, I hold my hands up. I don't know. I, it, it shouldn't work. On paper, the whole concept of Nier Automata should fall flat on its face. But he, Yoko Taro is a mad fucking scientist. And he's made it work. And it was fantastic. And because it was something I did not expect and never really seen before or experienced before, that's what edges it over Persona 5, in my opinion, because it's fresh. It's new. It's completely batshit. But it's unlike anything I've ever experienced prior to this point. And I'm sure that people could probably very well point out things that might be similar in concepts or in execution. I'm just speaking personally here. And for that, like, I have to say that easily, easily best game of the year. And on top of that, I could not be happier to see it be commercially and critically successful as well. Like, the amount of shit I keep reading about, like, you know, oh, games aren't viable anymore unless they've got multiplayer and they've got loot boxes. I'm like, I just literally feel like I should just put a poster of Nier Automata in my pocket and unfold it every time someone says, I says, you see this? Do you fucking see this? This sold over 1.5 million copies. And people loved it. And it's got no loot boxes and no multiplayer. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Persona 5 recently announced that it sold 2 million copies worldwide. Yeah. No, it doesn't have so, any of those things uh, either. Yeah. 
just a bit of token DLC, but that's really about it. Oh, good lord. So, yes, at no point is any of that necessary. I'm sure there's similar things out there for Nier. Are there skins you can buy there, or whatever? There are literally some downloadable dungeons, and that's it from what I remember. That's pretty much it. So, yeah, um, game of the year, Nier Automata. Uh, close second was Persona 5. I'm also going to give an honourable mention uh, to Cosmic Star Heroine, which I've actually oh, had a bit yeah. of a reevaluate. Which I've had a bit of a think about, and I think, you know what? I was ultimately a bit let down, a bit underwhelmed by it. But it's a game that looks great, plays great. The soundtrack is also awesome, and the good soundtrack always wins me over. Um, and I think to myself, maybe I was too harsh on it. And for the price, the asking price of it, yeah, I'd say I'd say pick that up definitely. Yeah. So that having recently played it, like I do see where you are coming from. Um, it is a throwback in every sense of the word to like those old, you know, Genesis and SNES JRPGs. Like, even though kind of the writing might be a little snappier and sensibilities more um, progressive. Uh, the the plot really does feel like those old, you know, the old games we used to play. Which is to say, it's it's not anything super special, but it's it's a fun game with, and I like the combat very much. Hmm. I haven't played Near, so I can't really speak to Near. Hmm. So yeah, uh, that's for me the top media. Um, the year in but games. Plenty... Yes. Uh. I haven't read as many books as I'd like this year. I have read um, I read some of the Mother Gatry books. They were good. Uh, but having watched the show, I think the show is absolutely the way these stories should be ingested, oh shall we say. Take it. Uh, I don't have anything to say about video games because I played only a handful of 2017 games, two of which we've already spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I so- missed out, for example, on a... Wolfenstein uh, mm-hmm. 2 which yeah, I don't I did really want to play. I don't own a Nintendo Switch, so I can't talk about that stuff. Mhm. Uh yeah, I don't own a Switch either. Um but yeah, I played a also, lot of old uh, video like... games. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing my fair share of uh, you know, Red Alert and the like over the over the year and Bruce Dean, which is always good fun. Um anyway, so let's. So I've now laid out, you know, my stuff of the year. But how about you and I, Doc? We talk a little bit about the future. The future. Um, dun dun dun. The podcast of the future. Um, Indeed, the podcast of tomorrow. That's right. so. <laughs> yes. What's What's on the horizon for Watery Desher? Okay, then, folks. So, um. We're, of course, going to continue our mainline episodes. Uh, episode yep. 8 of Berserk will be out sometime early in the new year, I'd expect. Um, what was the name of... In fact, no, we'll save that. We're not going to reveal it yet. We'll let Vorg decide when she wants to that name. So, and but we have an episode of, 9 in speaking mind. Speaking of Vorgalia, whose thoughts you'll be hearing later, um, she is ed- the one editing episode number 8, uh, Berserk. So, and yes. yes, that and the... Uh, second part of the um, Gunbuster Diebuster episode. Uh, expect those uh, soon in the very early part of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to try and get out before the end of the month, if all possible. Nice. It's so, <laughs> so close to 2017. Uh, thing. It's so it's so close. It's so close to being done. It's not even funny. I've just had things get in the way continuously and be getting it finished. Here's a cl- but, here's a clue admit- for what episode nine will be. You said you didn't want to reveal. I'll just cryptically say that it is uh, a remake of a very classic property yeah that's vague enough yeah that'll do um but what else have we got in mind for the future so um for my part i'm going to try and get some more content rolling um for myself and one of those things i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be bringing back two Wari desho alumni um previous <laughs> guests we've had uh for a podcast on land of the lustrous mm-hmm. which even though it's not my anime of the year, it's currently one of my most favorite things right now. And the people I want to bring back for this are Alex, who you might recall from Fujiko Mine, and also the gentleman who's been providing us with our wonderful uh, food for your weeb life skits. Yes. 
Yeah, Alex is a Alex has got a sharp, keen eye for narrative insights, so that's why I want him on for Land of Lustrous. But also, if you listen to our Cado podcast and then the supplement I did, you might recall I reviewed reviewed. Ugh. God, what's wrong with me? I didn't review him. It sounded like a fucking spider on Tinder. Mm, your Jesus. personality is an eight out of ten. Could be better. Swipe, swipe left, swipe left. Um, but no, um, you might recall that I interviewed Unit Zero, a industry professional who's done a lot of work on 3D in both video games and also in uh, film. He's done stuff like, for example, for Halo 4. Christopher, um, if you're listening, I'm waving at you right now. <laughs> at Unitzer07 on Twitter, by the way. Yes. Um, I want to bring him back for this because in the Cadocast, I literally said... I'm waiting for a great 3D anime, and then, like, literally the same year, like, Studio <laughs> Orange, the, crea- the creators of Land of Lustrous, they just said out loud, they must have heard it and said, hold my beer. <laughs> you because called out is... anime, and anime answered. <laughs> and it did. It, it, it met the call, it answered the challenge. And I think that, again, his opinion on how it looks and how it plays as a 3D work would be absolutely fascinating. So that's something to look out for. Uh, we also have a number of sidecasts lined up for certain shows, uh, one of which will be for Kill the Kill. Indeed, that should be a uh, nice bonus episode. Yes, Kill the Kill is going to be uh, quite the thing, because that was another thing that I knew of by reputation and thought one day, ah, whatever, I'll give it a go, what's, what's the harm? And then I finished watching it and I was like... Face melted. Holy <laughs> balls. It's so good. So... It's fucking a I love, that show. I love Studio Trigger and anime is lit. People, you can go straight to hell for not liking Studio Trigger. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Danny and Kay. If you're listening, shouts to you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> um, speaking of Studio Trigger, actually, um, yeah, you might you might note that we recently did a new format called Stream of Thought, which we were looking at uh, recovery of an MMO junkie or Neju no Suzume. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, Some, I'm on I've, roll with this I've shit. I've read Netju and I've read Netoju. So I think I, either... I, I, mostly I see Netju, though. Which sort hey, of I, sounds like racist and terrible when I, when I say it. So I'm going to let you say it. Th- thanks, Doc. <laughs> thanks for pointing me in the firing line there. Uh, but no... Um, uh, so that format I, f- I think was really successful and I'm hoping that people enjoyed it a lot and from what we've heard people have so it will be coming back and the reason I bring up Studio Trigger is because Trigger have a new show out in the new year called Darling in the Franks a co-production of- with A1 Pictures yes so that will be our next stream of thought I'm so excited about so- that like just looking at the production material or the pre-production materials and or whatever you fucking call those things the press kits that they release the the, the key art and the preview video and the story synopsis like all that shit it just looks it looks like my shit man yeah it i'm i'm totally i'm totally all in for giant robots and crazy trigger related stuff like yes. they've sold me now with kill the kill they like that was like their opening night and fuck me did it blow me away so i'm in i'm in for that other casts we've got in mind um further down the road um me and doc are going to do i don't know what form this will take if it'll be a gigantic mega cast or like a series of casts but uh, i personally would love to go through discussing the persona series with it oh i want to do man <laughs> i'm we've talked about this briefly uh at different times but uh but yeah it is something that i would love to do i need to finish playing persona 5 it's going very slowly because i'm playing it with my partner from um who who you've heard on companion piece episodes which more of those will hopefully be coming soon Um, yes and yeah so we're playing through that and like it's not going at uh, the pace that it would if I was playing it by myself because, you know, as parents, like, inevitably, a couple times a week, one of us will be too tired to stay up and play. And also, she is an avid painter and drawer, so a lot of times she has ideas that she wants to 
you know, create and she wants to art it up. Uh, and I'm, so I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so like when we do get to play, like we've, we've put 74 hours into it so far. So we're by no means like, uh, in the early game. Um, but yeah, when we finish that, we can, we, we will talk persona. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk shop about that. One other cast, um, that I definitely want to do in 2018. Um, and it's actually freshly relevant again, thanks to a movie being announced about it. Macross Delta. Yes, indeed. We should, uh, that should be a bonus episode that we do for sure. That's another thing that like, I like criminal that I am haven't seen all of Macross Delta yet. Um, I have no excuse. I'm a giant Macross fan and I should have seen it by now, but, uh, you know, but I haven't, I hold my hands up. It just, I just hasn't been done, (laughs) but I will rectify that. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm very eager to talk about Macross Delta for another reason, not least of which is just as a follow-up to Frontier, um, its own merits, and also because of the fact that say that there's a new movie been announced for it, so yep. it'll be it'll certainly still it's certainly still relevant for a lot of people, and I absolutely want to get into that. Want to get into it, it gives you know really tear into it, not tear into it badly, just like you know get stuck in. Mm-hmm. So and um, well, there's there's one more th- there's one more addendum uh that i want to add yes. here uh and that is without giving too much about this away um we are going to be starting a new show and warui desho will of course continue uh and the companion piece episodes will be coming out under that feed for the foreseeable future as well um the bonus cast stuff that will all the anime related stuff will stay there but we, Shadon and I, and fabulous guests as always, we want to do a podcast about visual novels. And so we're going to be starting that in the not-too-distant future. And the first episode will be about The Fruit of Grisaya, a game which you can purchase, <laughs> <laughs> which you can purchase uh, on Steam or... Uh, if you want the 18 plus version, you can purchase, I think, on Denpa Soft. Uh, the the full sort of, I don't want to say uncut because no matter which version you buy, different stuff will be cut from it. But we can talk about that on that podcast. Uh, the, the, only <laughs> thing, the, only, the only thing that gets cut, no matter what version of it you're playing, is your heart. Oh, I'm so ready for that. I'm so ready for that. But more, I, more, I, de- I, <laughs> more details on on that will be forthcoming so just pay attention to mine and shadon's twitter feeds for for a more specific announcements about that indeed indeed um with that that's the future of worry show and where we're going to dovetail off into 2018 um again from myself um thank you all very much for continuing to listen stick by the podcast it's our absolute delight is one of the best parts of my life to do this, to talk about shows in such great detail and to engage with people with material like this to be passionate about it. Um, I have nothing real much more sad on to say that I hope that whatever you're all doing this Christmas, uh, if you're celebrating it religiously, commercially, or just play do whatever the fuck you want, because that's honestly what I think people should do. Do as you please when it comes to Christmas. Just stay safe, look after yourselves, have a cracking time, enjoy Christmas, enjoy New Year, get drunk, get merry, get fat, do whatever you want, just enjoy yourselves, talk to people if you need it, and we'll certainly see you in the New Year, and we look forward to every minute of it. And for my part, I will echo all that. Everybody, just have a wonderful, happy, safe holiday season. Ring in uh, 2017's Mega Christmas uh, with all the heart and energy and enthusiasm that you can muster. If nothing else, is a giant middle finger to the rest of 2017. It's like, hey, no matter what other shitty stuff is going down, I'm going to celebrate now. I'm going to celebrate being alive. I'm going to celebrate friends and family and warmth and togetherness and 
just hold someone close, give someone a hug. Like you said, get fat, get drunk, enjoy. Uh, are the merriest of tidings to you during this time. Waro Desho listeners, we love you so much. And we say it every time, but now we say it with feeling. Embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good night, everyone. Merry Christmas. Hello, this is Virgilia, your supreme overlord. Uh, I'm so sorry I haven't been able to uh, join the Christmas thoughts cast thing. I've been quite busy uh, these this month, at least. Like, it's a very busy season for like game development people, especially now that... The game we've been working on for quite a while has been launched in certain regions. There was a lot of sort of last-minute bug fixing and that kind of work. Uh, 2017 has been so insane. Uh, it started out with me not really having a job, trying to find a job, eventually almost being homeless, finding a job on basically the month. Like, my funds ran out. Uh, and then through that, like a lot of learning and a lot of opportunities, even though, uh, well, financially I still had some issues and now the year is ending with me having another game under my belt launched, having something that I'm proud of, and also as of like two hours ago, having, uh, job offer at a company that I would really be behind and I would really enjoy working for. Uh, 2017 was also a pretty incredible year for gaming, I think. I play, there have been quite a few games this year that are like some of my favorites at this point. It's like Yakuza 0, uh, Prey 2017 other stuff that I will talk about in a unrelated episode, but it's been a wonderful year. I'm kind of sad that I haven't been playing as many fighting games, but oh well. Don't have a lot of time for that. I have a fighting game engine to make that will be finished in like three years. <sighs> I... How long has it been now? Has it been like over a year of Waruhi Desho. It's definitely been over a year, but it hasn't been like two years, so I don't exactly remember like our uh, anniversary. But it's so insane that it's been going on for this long. It feels like we only released a couple of episodes. Um, partially that's because we take quite a lot of time to uh, sort of fully release our episodes, and there's we do spend a few months in between episodes. Uh, I'm still really happy that I'm doing it. I'm really happy that it gives me a chance to hang out with people that I really like just and just talk about stuff. That's something uh, that I'm always interested in. And I'm just so happy that people actually tend to enjoy it and... I'm even happier that some people are not enjoying me. Thank you uh, for your hatred, all five of you. I don't know. I really wish we could do this a lot more often, but everyone in the team is team, but like everyone in here in Waroita Show headquarters is really busy with real life stuff, so. Editing these, like, huge episodes is a really just time-consuming task. And I guess we don't really want to put that much stress on people, so we only have one of these ongoing at a time. But I really wish we could sort of do it more often, maybe have some stuff in the back burner. I guess we tried that with Crystal Triangle, the last episode. Uh... Which was lost entirely because I'm a horrible person. <sighs> well, I sure hope things are going to be a lot better. 
uh, next year. Not that I have any complaints. Uh, this has been a wonderful year, and every time we've gotten to do the podcast, I've had a lot of fun. But yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for sort of letting us, I don't know, for encouraging us to keep doing this. It, it's been really nice to have these, like, really cool people that are saying good things about what we do and are like genuine fans i'm really happy people are nice and well thanks and have a a, a fantastic holiday season uh, supreme overlord out it's the most wonderful time of the With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long.